This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Tammy Bruce. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, July 31st, 2023, I'm Eben Brown. Facebook's inner secrets are being revealed, not by choice like it was with Twitter, but by congressional subpoena, seemingly confirming they helped to stop public discourse on COVID vaccines. They still did so willingly. And, you know, a lot of them in these kind of internal conversations uh, were very eager to go the extra mile for the Biden administration. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at BrianKilmeadeShow.com. The takeover of Twitter by tech magnate Elon Musk didn't just reorient the social network's free speech mission. It blew its own whistle. Musk provided all the information he could to a group of reporters he felt honest enough to provide an assessment of how Twitter worked to silence critics of the Biden administration's policy on COVID-19 and COVID-19 vaccines. Now it's learned the same was happening as suspected over at rival social network Facebook. But unlike Twitter, the company boss wasn't happily divulging it. The Facebook files um, are a product of a subpoena that was put in place by uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. Jake Denton is with the Heritage Foundation's Tech Policy Center. He notes there are changes of attitudes in the midst of a federal court ruling that involved Facebook parent Meta, the Mark Zuckerberg company and what influence a presidential administration can have with it. Following the Missouri v. Biden case, uh, there was a lot of kind of concern and question around uh, the nature of the communications uh, between Facebook and the Biden administration, but Facebook wouldn't reveal uh, those communications. They weren't willing to submit them um, without, you know, some form of uh, illegal push there. Um, And so Jim Jordan made that push. Uh, So it's very different from the Elon Musk situation with Twitter, where uh, they were just willingly put out to those journalists and they were able to sort through them and give them to the public. Uh, But, you know, uh, they're really the exact same thing when you think about it in the bigger scheme of things um, in the contents. Um, The exact same behavior was taking place uh, on with the Twitter uh, files as seen in the Facebook files. So, uh, you know, the Biden administration and, you know, various um, kind of officials within the White House were making asks to these social media companies. Um, and what seemed to have started as just a, a COVID related um, kind of effort to kind of stop disinformation, misinformation. Um, and it just snowballed be well beyond that into broad instances of misinformation or disinformation. And so um, those kind of back and forth between the uh social media companies and the Biden administration were happening across all sorts of social media platforms. That's the real significant element of this. Let's talk about what we have learned or what has been at least been been publicly disclosed through 
uh, Congressman Jim Jordan and his release of the so-called Facebook files. Um, obviously, the, the gist of it is what we kind of like, as you've mentioned, sort of the same theme of what began as a, an attempt to control disinformation and turning into a controlling of discourse. But uh, certainly there must be some differences between what we what was revealed about Twitter and what, what is now being revealed about the uh, Facebook. Yeah. So I think it's important to understand that, you know, uh, this is all part of the, kind of the same project, right? And so there are different platforms, um, right? So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, but there was one big goal, and that was to kind of limit uh, conversations around these sensitive topics um, to be in line with kind of the Biden administration's preferred talking points. And so um, that type of outreach that was taking place in, that you saw in the Facebook files that uh, Congressman Jordan put out just a couple of days ago pretty much mirrors exactly uh, what was going on in the Twitter files. You would have a Biden administration official sending email requests to a representative at the social media company and asking for particular posts or particular accounts to be censored. And so uh, obviously there are going to be differences in terms of the types of content that they are going after or the, um, you know, issues that are being discussed more prevalently on each platform. You know, they have different audiences and um, different types of mediums in which they, they and, and different, the message. different people doing doing the, you know, making those judgment calls, the, the editorial. Exactly. Calls. Yeah. So you have different reviewers in the social media company side. Obviously, you know, there are different internal mechanisms within these corporations to process these requests. Um, but on the side of the Biden administration, this is all part of the, a bigger project, right? This is that censorship industrial complex uh, that was discussed during the Twitter files, where it, it was really an all of government approach to uh, limiting these sensitive conversations. And so it unfolds differently, but it was all for the same purpose. It seems that this is or, or this should be taken a bit chillingly, you know, that uh, that government had this uh, or the, the U.S. government or people in the U.S. government had that kind of cooperation willingly from these social networks. Uh, there was a time where this was actively repelled by uh, what we would consider to be the media. Um, but in this case, did did that independence, that, that good old Edward R. Murrow independence kind of not exist at these social networks? We, you know, we, we're still kind of confused if they're the media or if they're not the media. So I think it's important to understand that these social media companies are not innocent. Just because the Biden administration was leaning on them and trying to pressure them into uh, making these decisions, they still did so willingly. And, you know, a lot of them in these kind of internal conversations uh, were very eager to go the extra mile for the Biden administration. Uh, you know, they were really doing everything they possibly could to assist in this effort to silence the American people. And, you know, in the Missouri v. Biden uh, decision that came out on the 4th of July, uh, the judge basically highlighted that every instance of censorship was conservative in nature, right? They were only going after a very particular viewpoint on these platforms, whether that was COVID uh, misinformation that they were calling or uh, election misinformation. Everything was from the conservative viewpoint. And, uh, you know, it really just all comes back to, you know, this bigger push for censorship. Uh, they were using any word they possibly could to give a justification to take this stuff down. And so it's important to 
to understand this is a smoking gun. And just because we see it across uh, multiple instances, whether it be in the discovery phase of Missouri v. Biden or whether it be the Twitter files or the Facebook files, this is all a smoking gun. It is all very incriminating. And it's important not to be desensitized to these things just because we don't take action uh, legislatively to hold these companies and these officials accountable doesn't mean that we shouldn't or that uh, this isn't uh, very concerning. It's just that there's so many terrible things happening all at once in the tech landscape. We oftentimes uh, kind of become desensitized to this stuff. We are speaking with Jake Denton. He's a research associate with the Tech Policy Center at Heritage Foundation on the revelations that Facebook was, in fact, working with the Biden administration to curtail speech online regarding covid vaccines and other things on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We'll have more straight ahead. There has also, I think, been a, uh, a conscious uh, or, or certainly a prevalent uh, call it a decision to not cover the these revelations and the impact of these revelations. Certainly, there are media organizations who in the past would have not just would have. They did revel in the revelation of a uh, of government papers or whatnot. <laughs> you know, the one one thinks of The Washington Post. Um, but as per with the, the Twitter files and now with the Facebook files, th- this this story doesn't seem to get a lot of airtime. Or, or print That's absolutely time. correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the Twitter files uh, got no mainstream news coverage, really. I mean, it was difficult to find any coverage of it outside of Twitter itself. And even on Twitter, it happened at a very interesting time where, uh, you know, the platform was still going through changes and a lot of people were still not even receiving the Twitter files on Twitter. Uh, you know, people just couldn't find the story. And now you look at the Facebook files and it's kind of following a very similar trajectory. We're not seeing this every night on cable news. You know, mind you, it came out uh, just last week, but uh, this isn't receiving a lot of coverage. And it's not because the American people aren't interested in it. It's because of, you know, how damning it really is. Uh, this is a, as Jim Jordan called it, a, a clear smoking gun. Um, and it's an obvious violation of the First Amendment. This should be primetime news every single night until we do something about it. Yet it seems to have already fallen out of the news cycle. What does someone like Congressman uh, Jordan do about this? I mean, the, the Republicans now have the control of the House. They do not have control of the Senate. They don't have control of the White House. Um that may change in in a year's time or so, but if, what what can they do beyond divulging what they've gotten under subpoena? What you know what what is their goal here? So ultimately, Congress needs to advance legislation that prohibits this type of behavior and you know establishes some form of uh, quick recourse for the American people when this type of thing happens. Uh, Congressman Bishop just put forward a bill that does something similar to this. Uh, it allows for the American people to actually sue the bureaucrats that are responsible for um, you know, kind of pushing for censorship. If you're already platformed or silenced by a bureaucrat in Washington, you have the ability to sue. Um, in the Senate side, the Collude Act, uh, which is uh, put forward by Senator Schmidt, he was that uh, Missouri attorney general who actually right. started the Missouri v. Biden case before getting elected to the Senate. Um, he has a very similar bill where um, it, it puts a wall between government and big tech and it formalizes what we already all completely agree is against the First Amendment. But they've been working around this, that instance where 
a big tech company works in tandem with big government to silence the American people. We know that's a First Amendment violation, but until we get it written into law formally, they're going to continue to abuse the kind of haze and fog around these um, kind of digital applications of, uh, you know, our rights. And so uh, that's critical. And then, you know, we still need to be dragging these Silicon Valley CEOs to Washington and making them testify under oath and uh, really just continuing to push on this. Um, I think we have all the evidence that we need to really push for accountability, both in Silicon Valley and here in Washington for all the wrongdoings of the past several years. But uh, we just kind of choose to let things die. You know, we get a, a Facebook files drop or a Twitter files drop and we just give up, you know, it's yeah. uh, incriminating and then we just don't pursue anything further. So it's about taking that next step, uh, building upon uh, the revelations in these releases and pushing for something more. Jake Denton of the Tech Policy Center at the Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.